Okay. All right, Francine. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Of course. Um, so um, I am I am currently the director of talent acquisition for Planta. Um, what got me to where I am currently? Um, since I was fourteen, I, I you know I wanted to. I always had an attraction for the hospitality industry. Just I think that the people component was a was a piece that really drew me to the industry. Uh, and so I started working at a local um, Chinese. Uh, over-the-counter restaurant and um, continued to grow my career within hospitality. Um, I then be, later on became a server for a full-service restaurant. Um, as I grew within the industry, I started opening restaurants. Um, I opened about six restaurants um, as a lead server, bartender, and then manager. Um, pretty quickly transitioned to a supervisor role, um, then a, and then a management um, and then a management position. And from there, um, I, I really loved witnessing, um, you know, experiencing uh, new restaurant openings, right? Um, I, was, I was really curious about, you know, how we select talent, how, you know, we identify the talent that's gonna make this restaurant industry, uh, or this restaurant um, specifically, um, you know, successful. And are we gonna help those individuals be successful and so there there was a peak in my curiosity there of how that worked and um i always wanted to to i always gravitated towards the talent side right i, I was yeah. doing um training and, and such so um so that's what got me to talent acquisition um i got an opportunity in agency and from there now planta was able to merge two of my loves which was recruitment and hospitality and and here we are that's awesome and I guess when I think about, you know, you think about like isolating talent, for example, like, how do you think about the staff that you have today? How do you think about like, you know, the trends of like demands, behaviors that like existing staff have today, say in a post-COVID world? And how do you think about policies and programs for keeping good talent and identifying great talent? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. Uh, there has been a huge pivot um, and you said it since COVID, right? And so, um, first off, when when we're identifying talent, right, um, we have to we have to isolate the idea of finding the perfect resume, right? We have to isolate the idea of having somebody that has had career progression within the industry, right? More, we, we were looking for more niche resumes at one point, and we had to open up um, to open ourselves up to be able to just have conversations with people right and no matter whether they came from the restaurant industry or not right um if if we found that their skill set that that could be transferable but the key component is the people piece the you know the guest experience you know taking care of our team members then it's something there's other aspects that we can teach right so from identifying talent, we have to quickly pivot on, you know, what what we found to be successful talent, right? And if we can teach, and and if, and if our we, like Planta, for example, can teach them, um, everything else that uh, has to go into the industry. So that's 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 the first piece. But then the second piece is once you get them in the door, right? And they're 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 with us. They're part of our team. Um, it's important to at that point, you know, I I think a lot of people have really pivoted from focusing so much on the money and more of what benefits right does the company have how does it how's it does the company take care of the employees what is the growth potential right and really highlighting those pieces so um 
Uh, so we started to 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 really think about what would somebody want from a benefits perspective that would keep you know what that would keep them with us, and um, we launched ClassPass, for example, right? Um, it's it's um, it's a wellness um, application um, for our leaders and discounts for our lead team members, right? Medical dental vision yeah. and having that provided. And so PTO, just making sure there's a balance in the benefits piece. Um, and more importantly, offering them the opportunity to grow, right? Having that nurturing approach and um, being coaches and leaders instead of managers. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I think, um... You know, just you, this was a few sentences ago, you mentioned like there were like niche requirements. Like what were the sort of niche requirements that you subsequently changed? What were the niche requirements before? Yeah, you mentioned that you'd mentioned uh -huh. that there were niche requirements, but you've kind of ended that sort of practice. Were you, was there a particular type of hospitality worker that you were looking for that was just too hard to find? Uh, well, you know, pre-COVID, right, we we would always look for, you know, there's certain things and, and it really depends on the level, on the position, on the skills, right? Um, but really looking for other restaurant groups that are comparable to Planta, right, from um, full service concept, right, um, the level of service, do they have steps of service, right, the, the food, right, the food component is important, the steps of service is important, the culture is important, and then all those pieces, you know, just really identifying um, somebody who has had has worked at a similar establishment and has developed the skill sets that we need versus us now being more open to somebody maybe in the quick serve fast casual space or having somebody that has that is working in retail right and that yeah. again just just has that foundation of just you know of, of of the people component that we can the other skills we can teach that makes so much sense. Um, I've had plenty of your peers on and they talk a lot about, you know, you can train service in people, you know, like you can upskill a lot of people to be like very ready to work in a lot of different sort of dining experiences. But I guess what cuts the wheat from the chaff is like empathy and finding mm -hmm. a sort of je ne sais quoi in the employees. Is there particular intangibles that you look for? um in sort of your promotable staff like staff that you think okay that person to be promoted are there things about them that you think um that you look for? yeah uh I, every business is different um but passion is something you can't teach right and, and you can you've alluded to that right now so passion is something that you can't teach and passion is something that you cannot teach specifically in hospitality and having that human element and component right um and for somebody that's being promoted to a leadership capacity, right? Let's say, or, or just being promoted in general, right? You're you're leveraging two different relationships. You're leveraging the relationships with your three different relationships with your peers, um, with and 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 with those that that are reporting into your your team, right? And then also the guests. Um, and so there has to be a level of like understanding of having a passion for hospitality, right? And something yeah. just come automatically, right? And so, and, and having that passion and that human element of understanding people and being empathetic and, um, and, and also I think intuition is a big one as well. So um, those are things that you can't really teach as something that comes from within. Yeah, no, totally. And that makes tons of sense. And it's like, I guess that's what elevates the best in hospitality from those that are really good. You know, mm -hmm. like we said, we can train them, we can train people's service, 
but some people just have an innate love and passion for hospitality and some don't. And I think that differentiates, you know, enormously um, in terms of like identifying talent and then nurturing and grooming talent. When it comes to like um, challenges that you face, like in your role, like what are like sort of the three biggest challenges that you face in the hospitality space as a talent acquisition leader rather? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, um, that, that is a great question. And, and again, that, that has, that, that is a more recent challenge that we're all trying to pivot towards. And, and that is, you know, post COVID, um, a, a lot of, um, a lot of hospitality professionals or people within the hospitality industry left hospitality being burnt from hospitality during the pandemic where it was hit, you know, pretty significantly hard. And so, yeah. um, with that, you know, um, there there's a higher demand, uh, and it is a candidate. It has been a candidate-driven market, um, and it being a candidate-driven market, it uh, there there's a lot more options for for the workforce of you know places that they can work. And so, I think there's a little bit of less tolerance for um, there's a little less tolerance, and 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 some of the employees are, are a lot quicker to, you know, just, just leave or find another opportunity yeah. where there's a little more loyalty, you know, when, when I first started in the hospitality industry, even pre pandemic. So um, those are some of the big, biggest challenges, challenges that we're facing, which, you know, kind of loops back to that first question that you asked what we're doing to, to really retain talent. So I think retention is such a huge topic right now in hospitality. Yeah. Um, because of that, because there, there's a little and, and I think it also comes with you know, um, with with being burned by the industry, so there's less tolerance for it, right? I, I always like to compare recruitment um, and an employment with a relationship. It's 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 another, it's it's a different type of relationship, right? That you have with your families, with the, with a loved one, but it's still a relationship. And so, if somebody has done something to you, um, you kind of have that chip on your shoulder. So, you know, there there you have less tolerance. Um, for certain actions. And so I think that is causing a, a, a bit of, you know, um, I guess less loyalty, right, in, in, in the industry. And so I think that would change and pivot and it's changing a lot. Um, but that has been one of the biggest challenges we've really faced. Totally. I, it's interesting you use like comparing it to dating because I remember when I started in this industry like 18 months ago, that ghosting was the phrase of the day, mm. you know, where people were, I mean, people are still ghosting interviews, but that was the phrase of the day then. And it's very much like a dating phrase. And it's interesting to me that like, you know, you bring up the phrase of loyalty because it's like, why if a restaurant would treat you badly or a business would treat you badly, would you want to stay in that business? You know? And I think, mm. um, Lots of hospitality workers post COVID have sort of realized that that there is an like an insane demand for a lot of their talent, and inversely or conversely rather, um, what I'm hearing from all the people I have in this podcast is that by having by resetting post COVID in terms of like your employee brand and resetting in terms of like what the sort of new modern sort of hospitality worker wants. You can provide benefits and provide a working environment that might not necessarily pay as much as working in an Amazon factory, but mm -hmm. is not as bad as what the bear or Anthony Bourdain Kitchen Confidential speaks to or mm -hmm. TV, you know what I mean? Or like Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares that like, you know, this is going to be a reset in terms of how kitchens and restaurants operate and how they treat staff. Mm -hmm. like, 
Um, and it sounds to me like that's kind of what you're alluding to all throughout this conversation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so I guess then, um, in terms of like, you know, uh, this sort of workforce, workforce that's kind of come into, um, come into the hospitality space, in particular post-COVID, you know, we had that sort of two and a half year gap where people who would have been trained would have had their first sort of jobs would be graduating to sort of managerial positions now in a lot of restaurants. And a lot of managers left during COVID and haven't really come back. Have you seen a sort of gap in managerial positions across all the brands um, or a difficulty in hiring managers in a way that probably wasn't there before? Are you, is this question in regards to like a CV, like seeing gaps in their progression or seeing gaps in like, for example, in, in a company's. Um, uh, well, one of the things I, that, one of the things, well, it's more like one of the things I hear from a lot of people is that like, you know, we can get staff into the restaurant now, you know, top of funnel, we can get bodies, we can get quality bodies. But one thing that seems to be missing across the board is quality uh, restaurant GMs. You know, people who run mm -hmm. the restaurant themselves it seems like there's a dirt there's a lack of them um, in the industry today and that's like you know twofold like one people left during covid that were managers that just never came back and then there's a whole class of people a graduation class almost of people like gen zers haven't graduated up those ranks yet to become the type of gm so there's a kind of gap at the moment and there's only so much supply yeah no no we're definitely seeing yes we are definitely seeing um a gap in specifically in, in 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 leadership capacity like a general manager right an executive chef um those are a little bit harder to come by um why because we either are finding very junior level talent a little more green right that aren't quite ready yeah. now do we have a program that can get them to that point absolutely um there's some that that are really fixated on having that title right or having that position um and and quite frankly like we're just not in a position to set somebody up to fail and you know we're very transparent yeah. when we have those conversations listen if i put you in this position you know this you know we it, we, we don't want to set you up to fail and so that is just not how we want to go about um you know assisting or, or you know or, anybody's career it's not yeah. it's not going to be favorable to them so um so yeah so we are finding a, a gap either we're finding candidates that are that are too uh, senior right um in in terms of their um their directors of operations right um and there is a certain timeline that they have you know if they're willing to go down into a management go to a management position a general management position there's an internal time clock or timeline that they have where they want to get back to that director of operations position right and so yeah. and then we have on the flip side um a manager who's a little too um too too green and too um inexperienced in that capacity has not had a chance to read over pnls and you know does not understand the business acumen side of it yeah. Um, and so, so yes, there is a gap. Um, but um, we right now, the business model that we're really adopting is to promote from within. Um, yep. It's something that we've adopted for as long as you know I've I've been at Planta. And so our goal is to is to um, to promote the majority of our leadership team. Um, yeah. And so that's that's really the model that we are going after because we rather promote from within than hire somebody a little more junior for that position, right? That's amazing. And I'm sure your staff love that as well. Like that's a real, mm -hmm. that sounds like a real like ownership mentality that you guys have over there. 
Yes, yes. And we have, uh, which is amazing just to see, you know, we have a lot of success stories, which we communicate that a lot in the interview process of like amazing. people who are with us currently that have grown within our company substantially. That's awesome. That's awesome. Sorry. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I guess uh, on that very topic, you know, like on the quest for time, like what do you think of the job market? Because you're down in Miami, so you're like in your own sort of unique bubble. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that question clearly. Can you repeat that? Sorry. Um, I'm saying that, you know, um, this sort of quest for talent that we're all on, you know, um, what's your take on the job market and i'm curious yours because you're also down in miami florida which seems to be its own sort of unique bubble as well mm -hmm. you know like outside of just a national context you've got the miami context so i'm curious your take on the job market for hospitality yeah um i, I you nailed it I, every every city every you know every area every market mm -hmm. is different um but i think you know uh it's 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 really changed a lot um you know it's the conversations are are a little more difficult in the sense that they're a little less professional than they used to be um you know it's um it's there there's no like preparation right when you're interviewing somebody there's no preparation prior to the call no you know, some people are not really doing a lot of research on the company, which I think is is, is so important, right? If if you have oh, an nice. interest in a company, why wouldn't you look to see, you know, what, what you're applying to, right? And so, and, and oh, especially nice. when it comes from applicants, and so, um, you know, it it became it becomes less of a um, productive conversation, really, and it's more of an educational conversation, right? And so, um, the lack of preparation is just something that that I think I'm still. I'm still trying to navigate through, right? Um, yeah. And and the lack of professionalism sometimes, you know, um, just you know sometimes um, being, you know, in the in the kitchen. Let's say a chef will be in the kitchen, which I understand, right? They're working, um, but I think there there's a time and place, and we're very flexible in terms of when we can take a call, and so really working yeah. around their availability. Um, or when you're, you know, sometimes in a car, right? Um, there's a lot of background noise. And so it, it's, it's, it's really been a, a really big shift. And I, I would say, you know, it, it's in every market. Um, and so um, I, I don't know what the solution to that is going to be in the future. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around, you know, that, that lack of professionalism in that initial interview stage um and it comes in all levels like i mean i have had that from directors to um you know um a sous chef right and so um but yeah it's 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 been tough in that sense it's it's not hard to get i i don't think it's it's lack of talent i, we, I have i get a, amazing resumes it's not lack of yeah. talent it's not lack of applicants it's not lack of um interactions i mean we source we look for people, you know, we, we do everything that we have to do to get the right talent. It's one year you hop on the phone that there there's, there's little interview etiquettes that are just not, they're, they're not happening anymore. And, um, and I'm still trying to just wrap my head around that and, and how to navigate through that. 
Yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, and it's interesting because you're obviously in a very unique sort of business as well, which is the plant-based sort of like food. So you'd think that people would be like more eager or more interested in sort of like the future of food, sustainability, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like have questions about that. Like I would have questions about that. <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. Um, so it's, it's fascinating because, you know, if you were in a sort of relatively famous American chain, you know what I mean? Typical sort of like highway kind of chain. Like I would get that why people wouldn't really have any questions about the history or the story of the business or how it kind of works. You know what I mean? Versus mm -hmm. like yours is like very unique. Um, so yeah, I think that's a very, very interesting insight. I mean, we hear that all the time, you know, I guess like in my job, I, that's what we do. We place the problem and we hear the difference between candidates and quality candidates, you know, and what are the sort of things that make a difference there. And to your point, like, preparation and understanding that business is probably like priority number uno you know mm -hmm. like like I, I, yeah it blows my mind i'm like uh, honestly like i'm fascinated by that comment um, mm -hmm. and i think you know on that comment i think that's it 